so we recorded this episode about two weeks back but half an hour before this episode was supposed to go up queen elizabeth ii who's the longest reigning monarch in verifiable history just fucking died and everything worked out beautifully so please enjoy this episode and stick around till the end because you know even after the outro there might be some stuff that you might not want to miss hello and welcome to we read this last night a show where we talk about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on that we essentially just read about it last night and today we're going to talk about the partition of india into india and pakistan Bangladesh. and bangladesh although that's irrelevant um do you think partition could have been avoidable i don't know like ideally yes like i don't know i don't think that it's that hard for hindus and muslims to live together but we're sleeping in a bed together right now true by the way yeah yeah it's this is recorded at the same time as the religion episode so his heart is still on my ass um yeah i don't think it's impossible for them to live together but then i think the political conditions by the time that it happened that reached a point where it was pretty much unavoidable so in the long run yes it's unavoidable it's like it seemed unthinkable of at the time ki people would have to leave their house on what is now the other side and come here just because they had a foreskin So since you have a weird hard on for partition he really does i don't know like all you read about is that uh can you give some background information as to why partition happened okay so um gandhi and jinnah right right both barristers both from gujarat both gujarati barristers right um they both come to india i i think jinnah was already in india he came after his college uh graduation which Uh, he's the youngest barrister or at least he was at the time of his yeah that's actually true yeah to jhoot thoda bolunga but okay yeah so yeah, he was the youngest barrister at the time that he became one and they both come to india and jinnah was a nationalist he was never uh, for partition he was a very secular person um gandhi was charismatic and most importantly he was a bihari lover which is um very understandably literally me what get the fuck away from me teri mummy yeah which is obviously a very rare trait right so he goes to champar and, and does the whole indigo thing and eventually he just becomes this leading figure in the indian independence movement and um jinnah moves to london heartbroken because he was in the center of it. okay i'm i'm kidding it wasn't because he was the center of attention but he was just he didn't like the way that things were evolving in india and he was an anglophile and so he lived in london for a long period of time fuck you i'm going to pakistan yeah and i think in 45 jinnah comes back i'm i'm saying all of this off the top of my head so it could be slightly inaccurate but for the most part this is roughly what happened right which is what you listen to podcasts for rough information um he comes back to india and you know when the muslim league formed it I was not actually i wasn't born then shut the fuck up um when the muslim league formed jinnah was actually against it he didn't want 
there to really? be That's yeah they didn't he didn't want a separate political party to exist just for the muslims because he knew that would that it would just divide people further and as i told you he was a secularist and he wanted akhand bharat right these opportunities man from gujarat yeah and he would obviously later join the muslim league when he came back from london he would become the head so why did he join the muslim league why the change in opinion i think it just became it w- it was just the fact that the indian national congress was becoming very openly associated with hindu groups yeah so according to what i've read last night um because we yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. not really get, get it get the reference yeah but um so there was this like faction in uh, congress with like you know lal bal bal कांग्रेस I think it was the government of India act um correct me if i'm wrong whatever which uh, which is the simon commission thing i think probably i'm i'm really not sure <laughs> we clearly read this last night yeah but um which gave the provision for elections in like all the provinces and muslims uh were scared that they wouldn't get you know equal representation um but then there were also a lot of areas which had a muslim majority population like yeah and they wanted separate electorates which if you don't know it's like it's an electorate in which the candidates who are you know running for the uh, position are muslims and the people who can vote are just muslim so if i'm a, if i'm a hindu living in that electorate then obviously the number of hindus in that electorate are going to be close to none but still there might be a few right uh, i have no representation i don't i don't get a vote so that's why people were against it obviously also before the actual partition that we all know about there was also sort of a mini partition uh which is a very chodu thing the british did as they always do they partitioned bengal into east and west bengal and so west bengal is obviously uh the one that is now ruled by mamta didi and east east bengal was a majority muslim area which is like i guess now bangladesh yeah it is and uh, so yeah, again they gave like administrative reasons i'm making air quotes right now but it was it was widely unpopular everyone fucking hated it was it. just because bengal was a hotbed for revolutionary stuff like you know you look at subhash chandra bose you look at Rabindranath Tagore you look at what was the name of the guy the Vandam Vande Mataram guy uh Bankim Chandra Chatterjee yeah you know abhi bhi bangaliyon ko dekh lo kitna bolte hain i'm sure <laughs> also bengal was huge like it was the biggest uh, which is called in bengal no not really please don't call me bengal <laughs> bengal was huge like and there was probably the most important um like presidency because at f- at first i mean obviously the rule from calcutta as well at first and 
the governor of Bengal was also the governor general of India. So Bengal was important and they partitioned it um, because again, divide and rule. And Hindus were actually very uh, upset at this development because obviously the minority oh, wants... Who, who was it? That guy who was born in Bihar? Uh, George Orwell? A lot of... Yeah, <laughs> George Orwell. Yeah, George was born in Bihar. <laughs> but he's technically a Bengali because uh, Bihar was in the Bengal presidency at that point. Mm. No wonder it's in books. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was sort of a precursor to the partition. Yeah, so that happens. And then, so partition, I'm, I'm sure that even now, a lot of South Indians, like, okay, a, a lot of North Indians don't really know the real impact of partition, but South Indians ko to kuch bhi nahi hoga because obviously it doesn't affect them, right? But um, what happened is that Obviously, after the World War, so so this is I read this great book by Archil Malhotra. <laughs> I'm mommy. I'm a huge fan of her work. Please teach me what partition, mommy. <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. She is such a good writer. Um, she basically wrote this book about stuff that people carried up, like carried across the border when they had to move for partition because. If you have to move overnight, what do you take with you? Do you take stuff that's of material importance? Do you take stuff that's of sentimental value? Do you take because stuff you that... Yeah, you take Bikaji now, but I don't think they had it at that time. Uh, yeah, so like, what do you take? Uh, most people just took the first thing that they got their hands on, and so she's interviewing these people and asking them, Ki, why did you take this? And what's the story behind it? And it's very tough to go to someone and ask them ki tell me the story of you moving during partition because it's a probably the most uh, traumatic experience of yeah it's it's a very traumatic experience and people just don't talk about it especially generations before us we don't talk about trauma so yeah i don't talk to my dad yeah i, I don't know my dad <laughs> i don't think any of us know our dads yeah, you just you just find out that he hit on the girl in the dairy milk dairy milk commercial one day. You just find out he was in the street fight one day. Yeah, so um, you guys don't know your dads. Um, yeah, so she's just asking these people through these material objects because it's easier to talk about it that way, right? And so she wrote about this soldier, who you should check out her book. I'm not trying to give her stories away. But she wrote about this soldier who was talking to a British officer during World War Two, and he was like, the British officer asked him, when are you going to take your bloody country back? And so the guy was pretty confused because the British seems seemed to have an iron grip over India. And so he was like, what do you mean? And so the Britisher said, we're no longer making money off of that bloody country. We're going to get the fuck out of here. And that's how it was as soon as the nicest man from Britain. Yeah. As soon as the Golden Bird started, sorry, stopped printing money, they got out. The Golden Geese stopped. The Geese stopped laying golden eggs. I'm talking about Soniki Chiriya Chutia. Acha, Acha, Soniki Sorry. Smartest boy from Kendri Vidyalaya. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. 
I, I mean that along with the fact that Amir Khan beat them at cricket. Uh, but so they started hearing the partition on a while and people were excited, right? They were like, ha ha ha, partition. I, no, sorry. <laughs> the people heard that <laughs> independence was going to be. Stop with you. I don't think anyone said ha ha. Jinnah. Jinnah, except Jinnah. Yeah, it's 5 a.m. I'm sorry. Um, they were like, ha ha ha, independence, ma to chai salam. And then they heard that bhai foreskin hai get the fuck out of travel pindi and so they were like yeah. <laughs> it's probably like um i think the fact that we got independence right before partition sort of overshadows it so people were like oh yeah you know we got independence but partition happens so it's sort of a bittersweet moment that's an understatement yeah. like it was very kadwa you don't people don't realize it it's very kadwa you bhadwa like yeah a lot of people and they lived there, you know, like they, Hindus in Pakistan lived there for generations. Dude, it sounds Muslims in India had lived there for generations. And all of a sudden, their ancestral home, they had to leave it and go away just because of some arbitrary lines. And if they didn't leave, they would be killed or worse than killed. Dude, even, even when you say that, it sounds very easy. But imagine leaving your house and never coming back here, never coming yeah. back to any place near it. Especially like, a lot of people right now just they switch houses and live in rented houses but like if you like I've moved from the Gulf right to India yeah. and I'd lived there for a couple of years and I, rem- I remember the sheer amount of stuff I had right but I only lived there for a few years now imagine living there for generations like you have stuff that belong to your dad your granddad your ancestral stuff yeah, and like, a lot of these people just left with the clothes on their backs and like you have just some food to sustain them and sometimes they're cattle but like just imagine leaving everything behind that's insane yeah imagine leaving Banno behind just think about this at least three generations of your family have had sex in that house i mean i'm just you just say that shit to lighten the mood but obviously it can't be lightened it's a pretty fucking horrific mm. incident right so they hear that partition's gonna happen and they're like nahi nahi aise hi hai because that's what you really thought partition was just though no one thought that partition's gonna happen damn you know Nathanam Godse he shot Gandhi because he thought ki he's a uh, Muslim a, pa- Paki lover yeah yeah right but uh, and uh, middle schoolers when they realized that maybe Gandhi wasn't all uh, sunshine and roses they're like, ho, ho, ho. Mm, oh, no, no. We will sleep and make it today. <laughs> I want to test my celibacy. He actually said this, okay? Gandhi said this. He was like, in his voice, obviously, he said this. Uh, if I could sleep with Manu and test my celibacy, then I can beat Jinnah. He thought he could beat Jinnah with like, stored up cum, like... Shoot karda Hello, Jinnah, I am coming. <laughs> They're at war and he just jizzes on his flag. (laughs) Oh, yes! Oh, yes, Jinnah is surrendering. Great success! This is the dumbest podcast we've recorded, and Hatim just took off his shirt for some reason. It happens to be about the saddest fucking thing ever. Yeah. And so that happens, and like everyone thinks, like, they levy criticism against Gandhi, right? And they're like, he signed the partition papers, he was he wanted partition, blah blah blah. Let me tell you this. 
this is again an actual account from someone who used to work in Nehru's house mm. right a, a security guard or something Gandhi used to call Jinnah every single day to try to talk him out of it every single Shut day up. and just just imagine hello is Mr. <laughs> Jinnah there <laughs> please don't leave please don't please don't divide it will be very heartbroken yeah <laughs> yeah but no Gandhi might I don't know sleep with his like Niece. Grand niece. Grand niece. Grand niece. Think about that. Like, if we were, that's just so weird to then walk away. If we were brothers, right? Don't sleep with my granddaughter. Your granddaughter. Tiri poti. Dadi poti. Dadi Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though he engaged in that kind of stuff, I don't think he wanted permission, bro. Like. Yeah. Point is that he was a pedophile. Probably. Probably. But. Uh, Allegedly. But not someone who wanted partition. Um, who do you think benefited from partition? Jinnah. Right. Yeah, because Quite the awesome. because he he had partition like he made partition happen and then he fucking died the next year and so it's just his like legacy forever. Yeah. Right. So uske alawa, uh, yeah, people just thought ki ye nahi hoga. so a lot of people they went to the other side like Hindus and Sikhs came to India and then Muslims went to that side and they just took like six months worth of stuff nine months worth of stuff because they thought ki riots hai, and then we'll go back when they're done mm-hmm. but obviously that never happened and there are stories of people who buried all of their gold and valuables in the ground and just never went back and then like 50 years later they go back and they're like oh we buried so much stuff here did you ever find it and the people living there are this this people actually thought they would come back like people gave their shit to the neighbors and they were like you know keep this yeah like Khoshwan Singh um he the funniest man (laughs) okay he left his stuff with uh the author by the way the famous author uh and uh comedian <laughs> allegedly he left his stuff with his uh, Muslim neighbor I think he lived in Lahore although I'm not sure I could be wrong and he went because he thought he would come back and his neighbor actually kept everything his neighbor kept every bottle in his liquor cabinet true friend that must have aged so much I will do it I will that's so funny I will drink a lot I will um, yeah, yeah but the, the thing I was telling you is that they buried stuff and they come back and they're like kuch mila kya? we buried so much stuff over here and they're like no we never dug it up and then the person like a week later they come back to the house to like say goodbye and they see that the house is digging up because they're looking for the gold stuff like that Insane. why do you think the riots happened like partition happened why do you think the riots happened why do you think so many people died also, a lot of people died, by the way. Like, people don't really realize the actual number, but the range is anywhere, which is a very, like, it's arbitrary It's a very arbitrary range. number. Yeah. But uh, somewhere between 2 lakh to 2 million, which is like, oh, there's a lot of people in between. But something tells me it yeah, was on like the higher side. Times. Probably on the higher side. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's like, do log mari or beast log. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? 
was I saying? People left their stuff behind. Yeah, people left their stuff. No, behind. I asked you why the riots happened. Why the riots happened? Uh, I think. Look, here's the thing. Hindus and Muslims have lived together for thousands of years. They lived together under the Mughals. They lived together before the Mughals. Not right? always peacefully, but. I mean, for the most part, like peacefully. So, I say, ghar pe bhi log ladte hain, but aise thoda na hota ki main ghar chhodke ja raha hu. Partition was also. Partition was something completely different, and I I still don't get it. Like I can't wrap my head around it because once like as someone who has lived outside of India, once you're outside India, it's all the same. What matters is us and them. Like you know, us as in South South Asians, and them as in wherever you live. I mean, I lived in the Middle East, and बाहर पे ये इतना ज़्यादा था, so it, it must be way more when you travel west. But for the most part, I think it's it's not something that you can get your head around. It was strictly political. Mm. It was the whole divide and rule thing. Also, uh, the aforementioned uh, partnership of Bengal. There were a lot of communal riots after that, also. I I don't get it. It's it's heartbreaking because. It's and there's very gruesome and just vicious images from it, like just trains arriving, ghost trains full of dead people. Oh, so let me tell you about one of these stories in the book the that book I was talking book. about. Go ahead. So there was this one poet named uh, I think her name was Prabhjot Kaur, right? And so she was a very sweet old lady, and she was she was telling the story about how she used to. write poetry during the independence movement and during uh partition and stuff right so before all this happened uh i mean like when the independence movement was going on uh she wrote this poetry that got published in a magazine and uh this man this indian soldier who was stationed in iran or iraq sent her a letter when he read that poem asking her to marry him wow that's very subtle yeah that's like me replying to your instagram story like hey shaadi <laughs> karegi <laughs> yeah dekho bolta tab that yeah so um, i mean actually i'd probably see you on your story it's just like as a randomly teri bio dekh ke yeah okay yeah so she's like what the fuck is wrong with you right obviously but then this man he comes back to india after his post time and he comes to her house and he's like ab to kar le shaadi right and so they start hanging out and uh and they don't get married but they start oh sad going out together kind of mm. uh and this guy used to write poetry too uh, she realized that when he went back to duty and she read one of his poems in the magazine And so she wrote a reply to that poem, and got it published in that magazine. And that's how they used to communicate. They used to get their poetry printed in the same magazine in alternate weeks. Yeah. And so she was just telling this really sweet story, and she eventually did get married to him. Uh, for those wondering, but um, yeah, she was telling this really sweet story, and then she says, "Ki, फिर हम लोगों को तो पता था कि इंडिपेंडेंस मिलेगा, but हमें बताया कि पार्टीशन होगा एंड प्रभजोत कौर वॉज ऑबियसली अ सीख वुमेन और अ हिंद वुमेन लाइक क्लियरली नॉट इस्लामिक 
right and so core core is okay not necessarily never mind yeah um what about the soldier I, i'm i'm sure he came back to india no what religion was he the same religion as her i'm i'm assuming they were both sikhs right um sikh of body or sikh of religion <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she's telling the story about how she gets on to a train because she has to come to india from pakistan where she used to live and um she she had heard these stories about ghost trains and she'd heard ki they're very cluttered you don't get space everyone's standing like neck and neck with each other and it's just it's a bad situation right uh she gets on to the train and it's super quiet it's completely empty there's no one she's like this isn't what i've been told about and then she's she, going to india right yeah Pakistan, right and then she realizes it's because everyone is dead it's because everyone is lying on the floor everyone died at the last station really fucked that shit and there are more horrifying stories in that book but i think this one hit me the most because of the sheer contrast of it so i read the most generic uh partition book again hoshon singh train to pakistan and um but i read the new edition which is illustrated with photos of photos taken by this famous photographer called margaret white and you know her like she's the one that of the iconic photo of gandhi which was in every ncr he textbook and which is the one with the charkha the one with the yeah that thing spending wheel on him looking at the floor it's a very mm-hmm. iconic one so candid the very <laughs> a candid photo lo <laughs> no more gandhi impressions anyway uh she was covering the partition as well and some of the photos are so fucking horrifying um some are just plain sad like it's a boy looking at uh his village for the last time before he leaves forever uh and it's people carrying their babies even though they're really tired and almost about to collapse from exhaustion but some of them are just straight up haunting and upsetting and disturbing you know some people have had even difficult to finish the book as my cousin did and um some of the photos are just corpses just plain corpses some of them are corpses that have been reduced to skeletons or like vultures scavenging over them and they're very graphic and i don't know props to the photographer for maintaining a steady hand while taking them but yeah it's very sad and very disturbing you know you talk about the boy looking at his village for the last time do you know what the single most common theme across all 21 stories was what she asked them ki don't you miss it like don't you miss your house and they say kya kar sakte hain because that's how they were raised that's their generation they don't talk about how they feel and this silence and then she, and then they go lekin koi apna vatan nahi bhulta koi apna mulk nahi bhulta dam and it's just it's super sad because i got a chance to say goodbye to the places that i have lived and and i miss them i remember how they were all the stuff about it and just being uprooted one day is something i can't even imagine yeah and sodomen just you know taking the two hour flight back to your home country it's leaving with the clothes on your back in the dead of the night while trying not to get killed and walking miles and miles and miles like do you guys how far you know lahore to delhi or something like that is it's it's insane 
the potosphere is probably the largest mass migration of human it is, history. It is. It right? is statistically the largest mass migration event in human history. That's insane. It's it's fucking sad, man. And see, here's the thing about hatred, like communal hate hatred it. and stuff like that. What the fuck did he just say to me? Like, no, I. Why you're saying that while you're naked in my bed? <laughs> um, yeah. The 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 weirdest part is that it can all change so suddenly. Like just people that you would very uh calmly peacefully li- living with, they just turn on you like that. Like your neighbor is like you know as in the Holocaust. Your neighbors would report that the Jew is the same thing. Like, a lot of neighbors would turn on their neighbors. Like, okay, you have good examples as well. Like, Khushwan Singh's sober neighbor where he kept his liquor bottles. Yeah, but not always. Yeah. And some people just left and, you know, out of paranoia that tomorrow refugees will. Like, suppose I'm a Muslim living in the Hindu area. Uh, near the border which is what happens in, and um, one day a train full of refugees comes Hindu refugees telling, telling the other Hindus about how the Muslims raped their wives and daughters and mothers and massacred thousands of their kin how do you think the Muslims in that village would feel obviously there would the be Hindus, the Hindus yeah the Muslims are the Hindus like oh, the Muslims okay. would be scared that their uh, Hindu neighbors who they've lived with for generations would kill them and the Hindus would obviously be angered at all I mean, they just look at Muslims oh, oh, as a single yeah, unit. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I thought you were talking about them coming to a place where the Hindus are the minorities. No, no. But, yeah, there was just so there was so much uncertainty and. Yeah, like there's a story of this girl who was pretty young and, she used to, like the, the, there was this guy this fruit vendor who came to her house every single day and then she would run out and he would give her, fruits for free and uh, she would eat it and then her mom would buy other fruits and that that sounds like a very wholesome relationship right uh well this is in pakistan and uh there's this one instance where it was like the news started spreading ki partition hone wala hai and um this guy comes up to this girl like the girl runs out when she sees him because obviously, what's it? Yeah, daily it happens. Yeah, and the guy, he looks at her with a very creepy smile, and he goes, "Tere ghar mein kitne kamre hain? Yahi aake raunga." As in, when you're gone, when you're either dead or you've moved away, I'm gonna live inside your house because that's what happened. People took the house that they wanted. And I mean, when Rohit told me the story first, like, and. Also, a lot of you would have thought that something worse would have happened, like something more unspeakable. But if you think about it, that's just... That's slightly worse, I think. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just... I mean, you meet this little girl every day and you have sort of this a is wholesome pure relationship. Evil. Yeah, and then one day you're like, I'm going to take that house. Like, Not even to the parents. You're like, Tere ghar mein kitne kamre hain? Isi mein aake that's, 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 that's so fuck. scary. Yeah. And you were talking about rape and stuff like that. There was this one girl who used to live next to a Gurudwara in India. And these immigrants, or actually it might have been in Pakistan, these uh, people were coming and they were 
being given refuge in the Gurudwara and there used to be self-defense classes for girls because that was the big problem at that time because this rape has always been used yeah, as actually I, I, I shouldn't even hesitate because I'm a guy and shit like that no, rape is used as a political tool and it is always used to exert power because that's all it is like rape is just showing your power over someone else I don't think it's about sexual stuff it's dominance makes sense it's fucked up it's just ugh. yeah but uh, a lot of families they just preferred that uh, their daughters be killed than raped like, rather than be raped and so Gurudwara mein, there were self defense classes how to save yourself against rape and so this girl's mom she sent this girl who used to live there not in the Gurudwara just lived in the locality her mom was like what will you do and so she started going to those classes and uh, do you know what happened in those classes tell me you'd imagine that they'd teach you how to be safe right kick him in the balls claw his eyes mm. something like that they gave the girls rulers that were marked on the side and they teach them where to cut on their hand, like on their arm, so that they die quickly. Rulers. And rulers. And like us pe side me color lagaya, right? So you can see ki kaha pe tune rub kiya usse. Like it, it oh. shows. And then they would come and check. And then the teachers would very lovingly tell you, Nahi putter idhar nahi, unde hat nahi aana hai. That, that's that's so heartbreaking dude this is a very big bummer of an episode but it is what it is because partition isn't a happy event there aren't any jokes to be made about it and you know both sides committed atrocities it wasn't yeah, there's, there's no bad guy. I mean, they were bad people, but then there isn't a bad side. Or a good side. Yeah. I know, it's still one of the most complex um, political and historical events, and we're just going to leave it at that. Do you think there's going to be a point in the future where maybe we go back to the way things were? Um... Probably not. I mean, we have been united for like, I don't know how old is Indian history. Probably years. since the probably since the Indus Valley civilization. Oh, that's like united that way. Yeah, yeah that's like three. Oh, that that reminds me. You know the craziest fucking part. What? The Afghans and the Romans they they called the Indus like sin. Sindh, right? Yeah. Like the Sindh River. Yeah, Hindu. Hindu Sindh is whatever. And so, uh, people who lived across the across that, like east of the Indus, were called Sindhis. Mm-hmm. And like, the place was called Sindh. And Sindhis aren't Muslim. And so they had to move to India. And so now, Sindhi people don't live in Sindh anymore. Sindh, yeah, I know. Sindhi is a language without a land, and that's where the Sindhi language is dying. Yeah, Sindhi will get extinct in a few years. It's just scattered across India. Yeah, Sindhi is gonna die within the next two generations. But uh, 
yeah the point of this was that we've been united since then like indus valley civilization sites are found both in india and pakistan and obviously sent in pakistan um so yeah for 3000 3, years we've been divided for like 75 so i don't know but it, like integration will definitely be not for like a long time i think it sounds very difficult administratively yeah yeah but bro agar bangladesh ko kya hoga nahi wo nahi bangladesh ye to thanks rakh lo usse usse sri lanka mein mila do usse aise like that would somehow be worse for sri lanka than it already is like aise take a knife and carve it out of mainland asia this is a lot mar us pe ram likh de doobega i can say that i'm a hindu um yeah so uh, we don't want bangladesh but khand bharat ki kabhi kabhi yaad aati hai not gonna lie so so the dream for many middle class boys yeah but just imagine like agar even if 20 years ke liye unite hota hai then jo cricket mein gaan maar denge gaan maar denge fuck like imagine 90s mein pakistan aur india ki agar ek team hoti shahid afridi aur har bhajan singh bench अखंड भारत उसका हस्बैंड पाकिस्तानी क्रिकेटर है ओह राइट या या उसके बच्चे कौन सी टीम सपोर्ट करते होंगे हा 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 बांग्लादेश वो वो ऐसे जाते हैं कि बेटा तुम आज नमाज पढ़ोगे या पूजा करोगे बच्चा वहां पे रविंद्र संगीत गा रहा बहुत हो गया एनीवे फक बांग्लादेश दैट्स ऑल फॉर टुडे yeah that that's pretty much it fuck bangladesh and um i i want to knock on bharat thank you for listening we'll be back again next week fuck the british 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 Fuck the British. 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 Long years ago, we made a tryst with destiny, and now the time comes when we shall redeem our pledge, not only or in full measure, 
but very substantially. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. send you my cordial greetings on behalf of the Muslim India, and I feel we have your good wishes. As you know, of the many races, creeds and religions that inhabit, that inhabit the vast subcontinent of India, there are two major nations, the Hindus and Muslims. Hundreds billions of Muslims cannot be characterized as a minority. We are 70 millions in the northwestern and northeastern zones of India. We constitute a majority of 70% against the caste Hindus in these homelands of ours. We want the division of India into Hindustan and Pakistan because that is the only practical solution which will secure freedom for both Hindus and Muslims. That is the only practical solution which will secure freedom for both Hindus and Muslims and the achievement of stable and enduring governments of Hindustan and Pakistan. I am confident we'll settle down as friends and neighbors like Canada and United States. कुछ ही घंटे पहले करीब साढ़े पाँच बजे शाम के तीसरे दिसंबर को पाकिस्तान ने हमारे ऊपर एक हमला किया पाकिस्तानी हवाई जहाज़ों ने हमारे अमृतसर पठानकोट श्रीनगर अवंतीपुर उत्तर लाई जोधपुर अंबाला और आगरे के हवाई अड्डों पर बमबाजी की सुलेमान की खेमकरण पुंज और दूसरी जगहों पर गोली चलाई Absolute prohibition. 